Ready on the wall. Discipline needs to remain intact. Have they held him up? The Argentinian fans in behind think it's good. Have they held them up? No, they haven't. Balls on the grass. Paper calls it. He awards the try. That'll be the match winner. Not even going upstairs. Discipline kills the Aussies late. Yeah, and there it was, the moment Los Pumas sealed the bounce-back win they needed after they lost to New Zealand at home last week and further consigning the Wallabies to now well and truly back behind the drawing board. Brett McKay with you for the Raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And I'm here at Combank Stadium in Western Sydney, not in my office for a change. I'm joined by the great Jim Tucker and my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host Harry Jones for the instant reaction to Argentina's last gasp, 34-31 win over the Wallabies tonight to complete the second round of the Rugby Championship. Guys, what did we make of that? Just when I thought Mark Nwangan Ditawazi was the winning clip and I had it all ready to go, Argentinian hearts had something else to say about the matter. How was that? Well, mate, you got to say Nwangan Ditawazi, that was in Australian Wallaby folklore, that is a victory. And then now he's just uh, in small print almost uh, in a loss, which is so crushing, uh, mainly because that's a 0-2 star for the Wallabies. Yeah. And they've only got the All Blacks running hot for two tests and then perhaps the World Cup favourites, France, as their next three. So everyone talks about momentum at World Cups and uh, no definition has 0-5 going to a World Cup as momentum. So that, that's... Uh, the most dire prediction, and yeah. sure, there, there were definite improvements, but that's a real knock on Australia's uh, progress to the World Cup. This is home soil. We yeah. assert ourselves on home soil, and we didn't enough. It's a real setback, Harry, isn't it? Yeah, the Wallabies have no momentum, and uh, Marky Mark <laughs> should have run in circles, mirroring the Argentinian uh, gamesmanship. They were very savvy tonight, street smart. They were holy divers all over the place. Uh, Marky Mark should have run in circles for about 20 seconds, chewed the clock up, and there should have just been uh, a more savvy approach. The other thing is, at the very end, I just felt like there was a bit of panic and uh, yeah. a few mistakes at the back by Tom Wright and even by Carter Gordon. No knock on Carter Gordon, but he was trying to make some plays. And it just needed a settling down and win that match. Yeah, yeah. No, you're spot on. For those of you who know and, and love the uh, the instant reaction format so much last year, you've already been on board this year. You know exactly what's coming. For those of you new to the pod this season, these instant reactions are, well, they're like our immediate post-match therapy sessions. Well, they're becoming that way anyway. And the format's pretty <laughs> simple. We come up with a headline summary of the game. We'll go through those. And then we drop into stocks rising and falling uh, and then to finish, we'll take a look at where the series is heading from here, albeit with a week off now before the final round of the Rugby Championship. And, guys, I, I am here at Combank Stadium. I can still hear Argentinian fans going off in the in, in the in the distance. I look over to the far side, and the Wallabies are actually still over there signing autographs and all that, which is great. But, geez, I'd like to watch a win every now and again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I just think that there's there's uh, something interesting about Marky Mark being interviewed at the end of the match. And they said, what do you take from that? And he said, 
we need to use the ball more. I mean, your own star yeah. player is is yeah. the deviating from the you know doctrine of give the ball away, possession, don't play with the ball too much. And he was saying on that given night, we would have won if we had just yeah. used the ball more. Yeah, well, and and they they took playing without possession to new to new lengths tonight because they just tackled for seventy percent of the game. They just mm. did not have any ball tonight, so it was. Quite, quite incredible. So, look, let's get into things. Let's get into our, hod- our headlines. And, Jim, you are the headline master, so so far off. What, what have you got for us? Uh, well, I'm straight up uh, bull market is my uh, headline because um, Nita Wasi just nailed that wing spot yeah. for good for the season. And that's the sort of resonant performance that Eddie Jones wants to see across the park. Uh, he, go- he initiates plays. Suli Asi Vunavalu waits for play to be directed his yeah. way. And it's just a no contest, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe it was right from the start. But um, Vunavalu will struggle to see much time at all, really. Uh, I don't see here. how he goes to France. I just don't uh, see how he goes to France now. Yeah. Like he, yeah. There, there were the intensity of that game at uh, Pretoria last week. Uh, he was found out in, in key moments, even just on the short side perhaps not being savvy enough from that line-out play that the, the box pulled that was really well-organised, just didn't didn't have the savvy there. Whereas uh, Nawakanita Wasi bobbed up in midfield to initiate the first try, uh, was involved in that excellent um, try with Corabetti that ended yeah. up with uh, Karebi going over off the pop pass. Mm-hmm. He, he just bobs up everywhere. That's what you want a winger. He's the guy yeah. with the roaming uh, commission. And you want him to use it, and he he was a, an absolute star tonight. Yeah, it's a good shout, Harry. What's your headline? Yeah, Marky Mark does seem to, he's not afraid to try things, Jim. And I think he fits into Eddie's plan of saying, "I want a new mentality of not being afraid to do things." Uh, and so I think that's tri- fair. My headlines are split tandem because you know the box and All Blacks game earlier. I felt like yep. the All Blacks cleaned every ruck like a meteor shower. So my headline is meteor, meteor shower. And uh, so that's um, that, that's my that's my go-to that's, there. I'm go- I'm coming back to your game. That's really niche. Like that's <laughs> you're really digging in there to try and get that, aren't you? E R O R. And now I'm over to the Wallabies, and here I'm going to say, channeling the Chicago Bulls, last dive. It was yeah. just a game full of dives. There were some dives that were shocking. There were some dives that were shameless. There were some dives that that, that don't need to be in our game. There were some cheap shots, but at the end. And all credit to them, they hung in the fight and they were dogged and they were away from home and their fans make a lot of noise for a smaller amount of people. And uh, there they were, that dive did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I had, uh, I was all set to go. My headline editor had sent through for me, uh, Marky Mark has Combank Stadium feeling good vibrations. And then it was all done and dusted. That doesn't get through. Um, In the end, I've just come down to with, uh, with apologies to Biggles and the 1980s song, Discipline Killed the Wallaby Star. Yeah. Because that's where yeah, it was. Okay. That's where it was won and lost. They, Brett, Brett, do you have the penalty count? I don't have the No, I don't. I don't. But now that you've made me think about that, I'm actually going to look it up very quickly. Yeah. I, I know they'd given up for 13 or 14 midway through the game, um, yeah. and it would have been a lot. And I'm literally just scrolling down the page here now. Um, 14-10. So yeah, fully and, conceded. And that's on top of 13 or 15 last week as well. 
Yeah, and they all said they all said in Pretoria that one of the things they really wanted to focus on was go single figures on penalties. That that they, they just ten had... by half time, mate. Yeah, the ten is a magic number, and then and yeah. then it didn't come through. Yeah, no, nah, ten by half time. So, yeah, look, it's a just once again, Jimmy. I don't, I don't know how you solve the discipline problem for the for the Wallabies because this is something that's not just an Eddie Jones problem. It wasn't just Dave Rennie problem. It wasn't even just a Michael Checker problem. It's just it's something that has been in the Wallabies game for the best part of a decade now, I reckon. It might even be longer. Yeah, uh, it, there's a couple of facets to it, I, I guess. There, there's the careless ones like Quaid Cooper trying to make a, a forceful tackle at the end going too high on Matera. That mm. was mm. not good. Um, there, there's silly penalties, and, and but discipline's also uh, those moments where uh, Alatoa tried to keep the play going and threw a bullet yeah. into Pariki's shoulder. Uh, McGrath tried to keep a play going a bit too much and threw a, a careless inside ball. Um, Tom Wright, in in his 22, trying to get a bit fancy, flicking a ball back to Carter Gordon. Hang yeah. on, there's only five or six minutes to play. Yeah, um, yeah. There's time. Yeah. There's plenty of time. Uh, Ricky Stewart, like... the, the old coach, he used to have five-minute drills for his rugby league team and say, now understand how much time there is in five minutes. There's so yes. much time. Yes. And that was something um, I agree with with Harry. There was a little bit of a panic there. Fantastic being 10 down and striking back with two tries. That was Absolutely. exceptional. And you could see the lift. And they got a bit of lift from the bench too. Angus Bell's yeah. big rumbling run. And yeah, Bell was whatever. great. That was Matt nice Phillip to see. was really good too off the bench. Yes, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then in the situation to win it, as Harry said, just calm it down. Just mm. play like you've got the crown jewels and force the other team to give away a penalty. The yeah. the other Indians have got that um, craziness about them where they can give away the, a penalty. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Sorry, Harry. And you know, interesting, the, the adjustments actually worked. So the adjustments that Eddie and his coaching team made from Pretoria yes. were largely successful. So Jed Holloway did play better than Tom yeah. Hooper. Uh, you had a better wing on the field. You had a better yeah. 12 on the field. These things worked. But I think there was just these moments where they weren't used to playing deep into the phases. There was one particular sequence, and I actually wrote it down to try and remember it. But the Wallabies had good line-out ball, I think, in the 22, outside the 22, moved in. Korobete was actually only five meters away, and then they kind of worked their way back slowly, yeah. Because because cleaners never arrived on time. When they did arrive, they didn't arrive at the right height. Uh, they came in, you know, landing the plane instead of uh, taking the plane off. Uh, a lot of coaches talk about if you want to clean up discipline, don't start talking to yourself about don't do penalties. Be more accurate in yeah. everything you yeah. do. Yeah, because yeah. You, you you still want to be aggressive, and you want Jed Holloway coming yeah. in like a steam train. But I think there's just a something to answer your question, Brett. I think there's something baked in where they almost go try too hard, yeah, and, and yeah. then they get pinged and then they and That's then they it. stand back. Yeah, Pone Farmasili came on and he only been on maybe two minutes and he got had a really strong clean out. Actually, cleaned the Argentinian player completely off the ball to the point where he was already over the ball, and then couldn't do anything but put his hand on the ground. Yeah, and so he he'd won the contest. He'd won the clean mm. out. He'd won the ball. Mm. But for that little moment where he just had to put his hand down, and that was it. So yeah, so many, so many examples of it. It sort of takes us into stocks rising and falling. And, and look, I, I thought the first half was probably Will Skelton's. And I, I know I mentioned Will Skelton last week, actually, but I thought the first half was probably 
his best game in a, in a gold jersey. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Karevi had an impact even when he had to shuffle to 13 when Lenicky Tau went off. And Carter Gordon, I mean, we said, we've been saying it all, all Super Rugby year. He just seems to be able to handle this. And that's a really good sign, I think, in a, in, in a young player. What did you guys make? What was your, who was your rising, Harry? Yeah, rising. so rising, definitely Marky Mark, as we discussed. So I'll yeah. kind of go, go, go off of him. I think, um, yeah, I thought Will Skelton played very well. Yeah. I think Carter Gordon was thrust into one of the most difficult situations that a young player can be, which is he didn't really have a designated position. I mean, yes, I yeah. know he was nominally at 13. But he had to actually move around a lot. Yeah. He, was on the wing. he was on the wing a lot, actually. At one stage, and, yeah. So, yeah, so on that, Karevi shuffled out to 13. Gordon right. played 12. Carter Gordon has never played inside centre for the Rebels. So this yep. is very new territory for him. Sorry, keep going. But, but he hung back on kicks as well. So he, he yeah. actually ended up having a portfolio of everything. And I still think, uh, I would say his stock rose. I, yeah. And by this, I'm, I mean, I don't think you're nervous now about taking Carter Gordon to a knockout match in the World Cup and having him on in the final 10 minutes. Did he try a few things to, like the quick throw was probably a bad idea um, near the end. He just didn't need it. Um, yes, but I still think he's brave, and I think that's a that's a plus. Yeah. The other person I would probably think was on the Argentinian side. I just I just felt like um, there was some incredible ball striking by Emiliano Bofelli, oh. which does win matches because you yes. look back on it, that was such a difficult kick, and he yeah. stroked it over like it was nothing. I sent I sent you a message after he kicked that penalty. He genuinely could have kicked that another ten or fifteen meters. He hit that mm. so sweet and was not extended at all. It was a, a phenomenal kick. Jim, who 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 are you thinking for stocks rising? Uh, well, there's this uh, quite a number. I thought I, I agree with Carter Gordon. I, I really struggled at the start of this campaign to see how he'd get enough minutes to be considered um, mm. ready to go at the World Cup and. The Ikatao injury is um, quite a worry. Uh, the shoulder, he might miss the two all-black tests. Uh, well, and he, on... he has, I can tell you, gone to, gone to hospital for scans as well. Went midway through the second half. So, yeah, mm. there'll be concerns there for sure. So, say you imagine that he misses uh, the two tests against the all-blacks, which is feasible. Uh, Carter Gordon's now uh, got a, a really good upside uh, playing yeah. 63 minutes in that game, not in his accustomed position, but tackling well, uh, adapting, uh, as Harry said, playing it pretty cool for most uh, most of the time. So that's yeah. that's a huge up for him. Uh, I think generally having two props on the comeback trail is magnificent for Australia. We absolutely yeah. need them. Yeah, uh, Angus Bell, that run uh, that yeah. he uh, ripped in was was ideal, but he's got a scrum. Like we we still don't. We have question marks about his scrummaging. We can't get away from that. Taniela Tupo in Nukalofa on Friday. He is desperately short of a gallop, got through mm. more than half a game, and that has just got to be the start. They've got to find matches for him, so that's got to be perhaps yeah. brothers, club rugby in Brisbane. Yeah. He is way short of a gallop. But having him back uh, is superb. Uh, other stocks rising. Um, I thought uh, Quade Gooper got more into the game. He had two connections with Karevi. Uh, that produced tries, so there, mm. there's a little bit bit there. Yeah, uh, quite yeah, still a bit too much of a quarterback for my liking. Yeah, he, he sometimes he just has to uh, confront a little bit more, and he did that a little bit uh, later in the game. Yeah. So I think there's a, yeah. some uh, yeah. shades to his game 
And Jimmy actually threw an NFL pass in the middle of the match. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's all right. Uh, Argentina threw a couple of passes that were Tom Brady territory as well, and that's all fine now, apparently. So anyway, yeah. look, I'll throw an extra one in there. I think the stocks are probably rising in Andrew Kellaway, and that's because Tom Wright hasn't done himself any favours tonight. Mm. It would not at all surprise me that if if Kellaway is fit for for the All Blacks games, that he starts at he slots in at fullback. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And look, and we've touched on it already. Discipline is yet again is the is the big stocks falling there because it's just it's. It's, it's it's already a low base, but somehow it continues to get worse. Who did you guys have in the in the falling stakes? Who's got some some work to do? Uh, for me, it is it's the, uh, the the lack of clarity around the Eddie Jones doctrine of how we play possession, how we don't. I think his team yeah. is struggling with it. I think Quay Cooper did take on more of that. Nick White stepped up a little bit to try and define it for the players on the field in the moment. But um, when you let the Pumas build phases, as they did a couple of times post-10, and, lay, and, you're, and you're just getting off the floor, you're not committing to the rock, you're not even really going for the, for the jackal, it's just incoherent to me about what you're trying to do. And I think there were moments where uh, Australia showed they could use the ball. And I think mm. what happens then is people try to do miracle passes because they don't think they have possession enough. And so then they have unnecessary uh, yeah. movements Unfold and so forth. I think just having a clear idea, are we really trying to play with 35% or would we prefer to have 45%? And yeah. that is an actual structure that your players can get around. I think that needs to be clar clar clarified. The other thing is the Argentinian winger um, whose name is uh, Rodrigo Carreras. Oh, yeah. A, seven, a sevens player. He, there was only one thing that was difficult to do in that one play, was, which was to not score. And he managed to find a way not to How score. How did he do that? <laughs> he was, <laughs> could have done almost anything. I think he could he had, have gone over his head like this yeah. to Harry Wilson. But he, he, he just, just decided, I don't want to score. I must not at score. One point, at one point, he just had to go sideways, like maybe three he inches. He couldn't could have moved. That. He just could have rolled over, not done that. Anything. And he had about uh, three cracks at not scoring that try. He had several other ones like that too. And I just thought, this kid is not ready to play test rugby. <laughs> He's not destined to play a test rugby. That's and also, I would say, on the, some of the some of the, the some of the, the dive with uh, Rob Bartini, yeah. whatever that thing. Yeah, that just that looked, was ordinary that, too. That's just a bad look. Yeah. And, yeah. No, that was a that was a shocker, and that was TMO and, and referee talking themselves into that. You could hear it in the in the comms. Jim, did you who did you did you have to single anyone out? Stocks falling. Um, again, I, I'm on Harry's side there. It's it's more that overall structure of the Wallabies, yeah. and and the fact that they can't assert themselves for periods. Like we we've now yeah. seen two weeks of rugby championship, we've seen the box absolutely go ballistic in Pretoria and have a, a good passage of play in yep. Auckland where their game uh, was resonant on the game. All Blacks, obviously. Um, Argentina tonight, they had passages, but Australia spluttering to impose uh, a game style on anything. So that's the big worry because there, there were so many things that had promise, like just before halftime, mm -hmm. uh, you want to see resilience and that scrum mm -hmm. to, to get the... Uh, the penalty on halftime, that saved five, that seven points. Yeah, that, that could have been uh, serious trouble. And Valentini, yeah. uh, two very good tackles back-to-back to, -back to mm. uh, prevent a try there. So yeah. good things. I thought Richie Arnold was, was excellent. A really yep. good, uh, good pillar in the middle of the line-out. 
and and just no one was within a foot of him really. Yeah. So right. we've got a line out uh, winner there, literally um, and figuratively. And yeah, and and Parecki <laughs> found him. So there, there's yeah. there's good things, but uh, you'd hate to say it, but there's perhaps a little bit of a class difference yeah. between some yeah. of our players yeah. and some of the All Blacks and some of the box that I'm looking at. Yeah, that's true. And uh, that's a hard thing to stomach. Yep. Here's, uh, here's James Slipper talking to, to uh, Michael Atkinson on the, uh, on the stand coverage uh, post-match. Uh, to sum it up, uh, probably gutted the one word that comes to mind. Um, you know, I thought we, thought we turned up, we started playing some good rugby, but uh, we just kept taking the pressure off the Argentines and they kept coming back. Um, in, Ill, Ill discipline really hurt us tonight again. Yellow card, a couple of penalties, put us in the wrong end of the field, and you just can't win test matches playing that sort of rugby. Talk about ill-discipline. That was a bit of an issue against the Springboks as well. How do you turn that around before you face the All Blacks? We've got to review hard. We've got to train train it. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, there's a few, quite a few of us who have to look at those individual penalties and rectify it pretty quickly because you know, performances like that, we won't go far at the World Cup. Guys, what's next then for the for the Wallabies particularly? Um, a quick quick summary of, of things before we think about the uh, the game in Auckland tonight, Harry. What what's what's the Wallabies got to do? What what have they got to look start looking at again? I mean, I did like the scenes before the match of Eddie getting in there with each player, butt slapping, back smacking, getting in there. He obviously cares very much, but I think he has to somehow figure out a way to explain himself about mm. good possession, when possession, right area possession. What you do with it, I think it's almost yeah. been too much where people don't want to be the guy who dies with the ball, don't want to be come back and, and suffer the attack of like yeah. you, you you did something wrong, you went to the seventh phase. And it's how it's translating is that there's not really, um, uh, what's the right word? Cohesion and continuity. And yeah. when it does happen, like the, the move that Jim was talking about where you had Marky Mark set, Corbati free, uh, Quay Cooper comes steaming up, keep the ball alive and Karevi just tumbles over. Yeah. That is available for the Wallabies. There's going to be good. a lot of moments where you could do that. And I don't know why there's not more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Jim. Okay. Where do we go from here? Well, we haven't got any real time to, for doing uh, nah. tweaks. Now this has got to be the team that's playing yeah. the significant games at the world cup. So what you see tonight is where uh, they've got to stick with. So that'll be, Karevi back at inside centre. Okay, outside centre, your choices are probably Izzy Parisi, um, who doesn't pass the ball exceptionally well, uh, but is strong and has a connection with uh, Nwakanita Wasi. Uh, my choice would be probably Jordi Pataya, but he, he's got... Uh, Where's he up to fitness problem. Yeah. Well, he must be uh, getting close this next two weeks, but he, he did miss the last part of the season, a month. So yeah. uh, he's a good two I, months without footy. Uh, yeah. So that that's. But he always hits the ground running yeah. uh, really well. And he's Isaiah Parisi, really... funnily, funnily enough, is is in Sydney with the with the Wallabies. I happen to quite coincidentally find myself booking into the Wallabies team hotel and shared a lift with Isaiah Parisi mm -hmm. earlier tonight, and he. He's fit. He's like he's he's, he's looking. He was, he was traveling with the team, so he's he's certainly been in and around it. It's not a bad shout. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's probably uh, the front runner. Uh, some of the other positions have have settled themselves. Uh, we've got our two wingers. Uh, I think yeah. uh, White and Cooper are the are the halves essentially. Uh, yeah, Tom Wright is doing a little bit to uh, put a question mark there, and, and 
maybe uh, Jordi Patea does become an option there yeah, as I well, think. a bit further I down think. the track. The forwards, yeah, well, we, we're getting closer there too. Yeah, we are. We are. Let's uh, Earlier tonight, New Zealand 35 beat South Africa 20 at Mount Start Smart Stadium in Auckland. Um, what do we make of that game, guys? I have to admit, I caught sort of bits and bits and parts <laughs> of it. Um, I saw the, the 20 minutes before halftime where South Africa were being robbed ruck after ruck, it felt like, but um, New Zealand always had that one pretty well in control, didn't they? It was catch-up. Uh, it was one of the most amazing starts of any test match that you've ever seen. I think in the first mm. 20, 20 minutes, uh, it was the same blitz that the All Blacks did to uh, Argentina. So there's something clearly, uh, and a lot of those moves were worked out, pre-planned. It looks like, you know, the, the, the cruelest loss the All Blacks recently was to England in the semifinals. And that's how Eddie did then, is they had pre-planned line-out strike moves. And I think it's, it, it almost came right down the throat. Springboks were not ready. It also does not pay to go into a test match against uh, New Zealand in New Zealand without a recognized goal kicker where you know it was between Faf and Cheslin Colby. And then, you know, at some yeah. point, the very end, you had Monty Libok come on and, and no one trusted Damien Willem said to, to take uh, yeah. kicks the poles. There were miss. And because you're having different kickers, people would miss uh, like a five meter line out kick out because you don't have the one guy taking 25, 30 kicks a game. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, there's a fix there. Andre Pollard makes that, that match better. However, there's a worry for the Springboks in that they were not able to impose at the ruck time with Shannon Frizzell having a J Jerome Kano-esque uh, match. He was enormous, um, yeah. And the same yeah. problem that the Pumas faced, which is that two-second rock speed, that applied for mm -hmm. New Zealand. Now, the Springboks worked themselves in. They, they did bring their top-choice guys in, uh, Michael Marks, Peter Step to Toy, and closed down the game and worked their way into a, a post game yeah then you're trying and you get blown out at the end so it's probably a 10 point uh ish game um but the problem is you know and you know how kiwis are with loose balls they got every single loose bolt on the yeah. night they were yeah. just flooding the zone and Reynolds is ball. a chaotic referee so every breakdown oh. was just just insane and yeah and there were a few renal moments there in that game as well which i'd don't even want to contemplate going over because I'll just. I mean, they, they want it. They want They want it fair and square. It's just that when you have yeah. a chaos rock game, then I think the All Blacks adapted to it quicker. I thought Scooter yeah. Barrett was really good and, at taking advantage of those. And Renal's uh, not the guy you want in charge of, of situations like that. Jim, did you? Now's not quite the time to be going to, New, to be to be playing New Zealand, is it? <laughs> well, I think um, it is probably because. Yeah, uh, we forget that South Africa have, have been uh, dislocated from playing against Kiwi rugby. True. So yeah. that was super valuable. They're only hit out against the Kiwis before the World Cup, and I couldn't help but think tonight was watching a high-powered World Cup semi-final mm. at five o'clock, mm. and then watching a uh, World Cup quarter-final at um, yeah. like eight o'clock. And yeah. I, th I thought um, the box will get a huge amount out of yeah. playing that frenzied, brilliant um, all-black uh, 25 minutes to start with. The Wallabies just need to find a Frizzell who can go beast mode mm -hmm. like that out of the yeah. back row. Uh, we're lacking handy. that player. Um, Rob Liotta has to be twice the player to, to be there, but uh, he's just back from injury, so maybe. Yeah. But maybe. I, I thought the all-blacks were exceptional, but then in the same game you had the the box winded back to their sort of game. And it was mm. a wonderful comeback. Mm. Um, it, ta reverse, it takes something to be, able to, to be able to control a game from behind like they did. Yeah, in reverse, 
there's no way the Wallabies would have been able to reverse that no. uh, tidal wave. No, so that, that says out. something about the box. Uh, so I think um, you're going to see a titanic all-black Springboks game at the World Cup mm. somewhere. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But, guys, we better wrap it up with that. Um, another instant reaction behind us after Argentina's heartbreaking, frankly, 34-31 win over the Wallabies uh, tonight at Combank Stadium in Sydney. It has now emptied out behind me. I can see there's a few people left on the concourse. There's only blokes in high vis down the pitch. It's been Is it Pablo Matera down there? I think I see him. Oh, it could be. He might be, he might be still down looking for attention or something like that. What I will say is that this is a magnificent stadium. I, I cannot rave about it enough, but we'll leave it there to complete round two of the Rugby Championship tonight. Uh, more, just under 26,000 here tonight as well at Combank Stadium. Thanks to you both. It's been um, it's been a really interesting chat after what has been actually a pretty pretty good evening of, of rugby. Thanks to you both. It has been. Cheers. Cheers, Harry, Brett. We'll have all the fallout tomorrow and throughout the week on theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite international rugby analysis and opinions and conversations. Thanks so much for your company. Harry and I will be back on Tuesday morning Australian time for another great episode of the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS where we welcome back another favourite guest from last season.